everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have another incredible repeat guest. Her name is Deb Creer, and she's with Wise Women Communications. And today we're going to be talking about using LinkedIn, but primarily for people in the sea level. So if you don't know what sea level it is, it has nothing to do with the ocean. Uh, we'll talk about that and a few other things. But Deb was on the show back in December of 2016. She was episode number 213. So if you want to learn her backstory, go back and listen to that one. It's right at the beginning. But let's move on to the future. Let's talk future, Deb. How are you today? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a good future noise? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> We've beamed in. You know, doing absolutely fantastic. And you, sir? I am just peachy. And you survived the Super Bowl, which is awesome because you're down in Atlanta and you had over a million people, a million guests. A million guests. Can you imagine a city that had a million guests? But, you know, we can do that on social media all the time. Yes, we can. So, but let's... let's Let's kind of, you know, the Super Bowl is over. That's old news. Let's talk about new stuff, you know, because we're looking into the future. Um, so first and foremost, you know, everybody knows about LinkedIn. It's been around forever since 2003. Uh, just a funny story. It was, it was funny. You posted something that said, hey, I've been on since such and such date. Can anybody beat that? <laughs> And you, of course, did. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I'm just trying to say it was like, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> so we've both been on there a long time, very long time. So we both kind of know it. But I think what people may or may not understand is the C-suite side of things. So the bottom line is, let's explain what the C-suite is. Right. Well, your truth, it is not C-level, it is C-suite, as in the letter C. So CEO, CMO, CFO, all those various acronyms for the people at the top. Um, you know, might be senior management is, is also included in there, but it's the people who run the company, whether you're a company of one or a company of hundreds of thousands, we have that C level, you know, you're a CEO, I'm a CEO, Jeff Bezos is a CEO, you know, Bill Gates, all those various things. And, and so this is, uh, you know, it's all about how people at that level can use LinkedIn to really benefit. And I agree with you 110% on that. Now, one of the problems with C level people, and it depends on obviously the size of the company is they don't number one, want to be communicated to. You know, they feel like they might be getting sold to and they look at it as like, hey, LinkedIn is the playground for my salespeople, not for me. Right. Let's debunk that. Why is that not the case? Well, it's first and foremost, the place to build your professional network, whether it's with your peers, um, you know, or with potential clients, potential customers, all those various things. And more importantly, as that leader, you're kind of setting the tone. You know, if you're telling your sales force, hey, you need to use this, but I'm not going to, they're like, well, wait a minute. And people look you up, whether you think they are or not, you know, they are looking at your profile to see what you say. 
and and how you act, you know how you behave what do you post all those various things so it really is about kind of setting the tone yourself for your company's success and i think one of the things that people got to think about is millennials tend to be a lot more driven by the company's culture so right. If they're researching the company and you don't have a profile that talks about that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they miss that authenticity coming from the top. And I think right. that's, I think one of the things that people in C-level, whether it's us or people in a you know, 100,000 person company mm-hmm. have to realize is that whether you like it or not, you are the face, the brand and the voice of that business. Right. And one of your biggest jobs is to be that face and voice out there to the public. Like you said, Jeff Bezos. I mean, he was at the Super Bowl yesterday and then, you know, Amazon had those great ads on and, Mm -hmm. you know, he owns the Washington Post, which had another ad. I mean, you know, he is out there in a socially conscious way. And I think a lot of millennials can say, hey, this is not only funny, but it also is environmentally friendly and, you know, whatever it is that they're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. So, So let's kind of dig into that a little bit. Why do you think that CEOs are so kind of like averse to using maybe something like LinkedIn to be that front end of their company? Well, I think many of them still think that LinkedIn is for people who are looking for a job, which obviously that is one of the primary functions of LinkedIn. And also it's it's for people who are in sales. You know, now we can have a totally different discussion about the fact that whether you're in the mailroom or the CEO of your company, you're in sales for your company. Um, but, you know, it, they, they think, well, you know, I, I, I really don't need to be there. There's, there's no function, no reason for me to be there. And of course, the other thing is they don't have time, you know, and, and they will say, I don't have time to do that. I don't see the benefits of doing it when spending 10 minutes a day can really benefit them or maybe not even that much you know maybe maybe they go on once or twice a week but it is something that is a great way for them to again be the face of that company but it's also very important that they're establishing their own personal brand even if they own the company they may not always be with that company um you know and and so it, it's it's kind of the a, a delicate line. You know, one of the, the profiles that I like the most is Bill Gates. He's very active on LinkedIn and it's him. LinkedIn has, has made sure, yes, it is him and not, you know, one of his peeps. He almost never posts about Microsoft. He posts because, you know, Microsoft, you, you, you know all about it. He posts about the Bill and Linda Gates Foundation. Um, and so he's letting people know who he as a person is, you know, and, and so that's kind of where that personal branding comes in. And I think one of the things that you brought up, you know, you're talking about Bill Gates. Here's a guy, you know, billionaire out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things that a lot of people tend to try to do is they want to outsource their LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always say is you can outsource a lot of stuff, but you can't outsource relationships. Right. And I think that's one of the key things that C-level or not, anybody on LinkedIn needs to understand is that your relationships matter. Now, granted, you know, it doesn't mean you have to spend time with every salesperson in the world, but it could be that you need to develop relationships with power partners or vendors or other C-level people that may be part of a mastermind group or whatever it is. I mean, there's lots of different ways to use this, right? Right. Well, and LinkedIn definitely is 
personal, you know, and, and, and we see people who outsource, say their, their Facebook, their, their Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. And if, if you're working with somebody, whether it's you've, you've totally outsourced it to a third company, a third party company, or, you know, you've got your own marketing department, they can probably learn how to speak with your voice. But something on LinkedIn, you know, we can kind of pick that out. It needs to be authentic. You know, I'm looking, you and I both spoke recently with the fabulous Jeffrey Hazlett. And, you know, he's, he did a post here on LinkedIn that starts with booyah. He, that's what he says. Now, could somebody else have typed that? Sure. But it is about being authentic because, you know, more than ever, I think it's about building those relationships. And, you know, we're, we're building the relationships with the person, not with whoever's doing the posting for them. And that's exactly it. Jeffrey is authentic. As a matter of fact, that's what our interview was about, was being authentic, you know, in general in business. And uh, he definitely carries that over to LinkedIn. Okay, so let's get down to, let's get down into the weeds a little bit. You're a C-level person. You say, okay, I've listened to Brian and Deb. You know, they're right. I need to start doing some of this stuff. What do they need to look at first? Where do they need to start? With their own profile. Okay. <laughs> you know, they need to go and, and look at it because how many people got on LinkedIn when, you know, whenever they were told to, for whatever reason, cut and pasted their resume and they went, okay, don't need to go back. The first thing that everybody needs to do is review their own profile. What are people going to see? So, you know, there's four big things that I, I advise people they absolutely have to have current and knocking it out of the ballpark. The first is your picture. Um, you know, it's got to be a current picture of you. Women always cringe at that because I tell them, you know, hey, we change our hairstyles, hair colors, all that very, you know, sometimes fairly frequently. You do that, you need a different picture on LinkedIn. You know, and it, I, if somebody could walk up to you in a crowded room and identify you based on your LinkedIn picture, that's a good thing. Um, you know, because again, it's about networking, about building those relationships. You don't want them to look at a picture that's 20 years old and go, uh, okay, what else isn't quite right here in their profile? So then you also need to have that great bio, that, that summary section, all those various things. Make sure that that's current, that that's active, that it's fresh, and then it reflects you. You know, if you're funny, it's okay to be funny in your profile. I know LinkedIn is the professional network, but it really is okay for your personality to shine through. So, you know, have a great summary. You know, at least the last two positions that you have had, or, you know, one if you were the head of the company, you know, have a great deal of information there. And then there's, you know, you need to have a great professional headline. It shouldn't just say, you know, president of, CEO, whatever you know, have something that tells people a little bit about you in that little space. And then there's a cool thing now that LinkedIn added uh, a while ago where you can have a background, which is an image behind your photo. And, and so think of that as kind of your own billboard, uh, you know, and, and develop that. And it doesn't have to be anything very fancy. I've seen some that were just one color. Maybe it's the color out of your logo or, the, of you know, it you picks know, up a, a, a piece of jewelry or a, a gentleman's tie or something like that, but you want it to be something other than the standard blue that they have there because it's going to show that you are active and you're using your profile. So, you know, look at your own information first before you ever start doing anything else. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I think that having the, you know, the top background graphic 
you know, first and foremost, if you don't have a picture, it just shows, you know, a silhouette, which. Oh, oh you know, my gosh. Who wants to connect with a ghost, right? Right, exactly. Which is the same thing on Twitter when you have an egg, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have an egg background. So Twitter does the same thing. It's like, okay, why do I want to connect with somebody that hasn't taken the time to do anything? Right. And, and I'm sorry, you're a company leader. You should have a current headshot. I agree. Yeah. So one of the things that I think that you should look at is what is your company brand? You know, Mm -hmm. so you can change that out. It's not like it's written in stone. If you have a company brand, it's nice if everybody in your company is using the same background at the same time. If you have a huge company, it may be harder, but you know, say you got an average of, you know, 10, 20, 50 employees. It's not that hard to get everybody on LinkedIn to say, here is our LinkedIn banner image. Mm -hmm. Put that up. You know, so that it's consistent. So when people go to the company page and see other people working at the company, there is a branded message across right. all channels. So that's one thing that I think that's uber important. So what are some of the other things? So now we got the basics. Okay, you got the the graphics, the headline, the bio. You know, what else can people do inside of LinkedIn that they don't maybe think about or don't maybe know about? Well, I think one of the things you definitely have to develop is your strategy. You know, what what are you doing on LinkedIn? Are you using it for sales? Are you using it to connect with other peers? You know, are you using it to develop power partners? All those various things. Because then that leads to what things you're going to post, who you're going to connect with, all of those various things. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. There are, you know, some of us that are still kind of willy-nilly about this, and we're just going to connect with whoever kind of looks good. Now, I look at the, you know, I do look at the profiles before I connect with people, but, you know, my strategy is more broad-based than what many people might be doing. So, you know, figure out what you're going to be doing with it. Determine how often you're going to be there, you know, and part of that is you need to make it that habit. Um, I remember years ago, I went to a, a thing for Mary Kay Cosmetics, and they said something along the lines of, if you did something for 21 days in a row, it became a habit. So, you know, again, maybe you don't have time to go on LinkedIn every day, but figure out, okay, I'm going to be there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you need to, block it in your calendar, you know, so that you do that, because we get busy, right? You know, and, and so figure out your strategy, what you're going to do, and then you need to, to start, you know, you can, you can start dabbling, you know, as if, especially if this is something that is fairly new to you. Don't think, oh my gosh, I have to do this every day and panic and, you know, yeah. post once a week. You know, find something that's great content that you can share with your, your connections and post once a week. Well, then, you know, post twice a week and then kind of move into it. I tell people that with all social media. You don't have to leap in and, and you know, go in over your head. It's okay to dabble your toes until you're used to it. But, you know, it, it really is about connecting. So look at other people's posts, the people that you want to really connect with. Comment on their posts, like their posts, share their posts. You know, be that... Uh, relationship builder. You know, I, I was reading where uh, one of the, the big people on Facebook right or on LinkedIn right now does a thing where he opens it up on Friday. He will do a post and tell people, hey, I want to connect you with other people. So who would you like to connect with? And so this big long thread gets going with people saying, oh, I'd like to meet XYZ. And, and, you know, so how can you be that trusted resource that, you know, that, that helps other people. And that really is what it comes down to. You want to help other people because that helps you build relationships. And then maybe in the long run, it will help you with 
I love it when we get to use our sound effects. Um, but, you know, it, it's not always about buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. And I think that's probably one of the worst LinkedIn mistakes, especially that I see. We make a connection with somebody and five seconds later, we get the, hey, here's my product. Would you like to buy this for me? And no, uh-uh. I don't care if it's the best thing in the world. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not even going to click the link. I don't know who you are. You know, date people for a while before you ask to marry them. You know, and I, I talk about this all the time. Is like I give a speech. Okay, I go out and I'll talk about whatever, you know, bacon. And mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is it's two years later that somebody out of the blue says, hey, I saw you speak in St. Charles, Illinois, and I'm ready to connect with you and let's do something. Mm -hmm. So if that is kind of common in your business, if there's a two-year life cycle in the sales process, Mm -hmm. just be on LinkedIn and posting something is not going to amplify that. It's not going to speed it up. So, you know, if you look at the basics of what happens outside of LinkedIn, then, you know, just say, okay, how can I use LinkedIn as another extension of that? versus, you know, hey, I'm going to jump in and create all these sales because that's just right. not the way it works. You right. just nailed it. And, and it is about kind of the, the subtle reminders of, hello, I'm here, I exist. You know, whether you're doing it for truly personal reasons or, you know, for your business or kind of that combination of, you, you need to, to be there. We've all seen the people who post once a month. And actually, I'm going to say we don't all see that because we don't see it. If you're only posting ever once in a while, it's just kind of like in-person networking, right? If you only go to a networking event, maybe once a year, once a month, people don't remember the rest of the time that you even exist. So it's, it, it is about having a consistent presence. As I always say, content is king, but consistency mm-hmm. is queen. And Lord knows who rules my house. Definitely. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, if, especially at that sea level, people, you know, we mentioned at the very start, they're very busy. We, you know, and again, whether you have a company of one or a company of hundreds of thousands, going to networking events, doing all of those various things takes a lot of time. Spending 15 minutes on LinkedIn can have a much bigger benefit than driving for an hour, eating chicken, maybe seeing a great program, talking to the people you always talk to because, right, you know, that that is part of it, maybe meeting some new people and driving an hour back. Spending 15 minutes on LinkedIn, you can accomplish all of that, and you didn't have the icky chicken. Right. (laughs) Very well put. Nothing worse than Nikki Chicken on LinkedIn. Um, Okay, so one final thought, and this is kind of like the big picture. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, first and foremost, it's lead by example. You know, I think the best leaders are the ones that are dragging people, you know, they're actually helping them pull them along rather than Mm -hmm. telling them what to do and what to push. Uh, So in the case of this, if somebody was a leader and a CEO, how could they help to influence the structure of what their business does on LinkedIn based on their activities and profile? Does that make sense? And is it Mm -hmm. worth it? Well, they do want to post every once in a while about what their company does and, you know, and, and, and then differentiate it between what your company does and then the product or service that you sell. So you can be talking about your company culture, you know, and, and have it from the viewpoint of, would somebody want to buy from us because we've got this great culture and or would somebody want to work for us because we've got this great company culture? So, you know, post about your, your you know, you celebrated the, the monthly birthdays. You won the, the um, 
softball tournament, all these various things. That's okay to post. But then you can also be posting about your industry. You know, you want to be kind of that thought leader and then write your own content. I mean, you know, that's, that's something that we could talk about forever is, you know, writing your own content. And then if you do have employees, again, you know, a couple people up to hundreds of thousands, encourage them to be sharing your content and be active also. Um, you know, now that said, you probably do need to have a policy, you know, and, and every company should have a social media policy because these are your personal sites. So, you know, it, but the nice thing is most people are not posting something on LinkedIn that could get them in trouble. But, you know, you want to set that tone. Again, if you're telling your employees, hey, I want you to use LinkedIn, you have to set that tone and use it yourself. Absolutely. So again, it's that lead by example thing. Mm -hmm. So Deb, this has been great. I mean, I know we can go on for hours and here's one of the things I'm going to suggest that people do. This particular month, which is February 2019, Deb has a whole series on LinkedIn on her podcast, which is the Business Power Hour. Tell people about that. Well, of course, my first fabulous guest is you. Um, and you're talking about how to use LinkedIn for sales, which is, is you know, one of those things. And again, we're all in sales. Whether you like it or not, we're in sales. But you know, if you go to thebusinesspowerhour.com, you can find uh, the, the programs there. We're going to be dropping them throughout the month of February. Focusing on LinkedIn, whether it's for, uh, you know, maybe you are in the job market, maybe you're in sales, maybe you're a CEO, you know, all of these various things. So I've got some absolutely fabulous guests um, who will be uh, talking about LinkedIn for the, the month of February. So that's going to be a great resource for people that want to kind of dig a little deeper on this. But if they wanted to dig deeper by meeting and connecting up with you, what's the best way for them to do that? There actually are not a lot of Deb Creers in the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat unique. Not totally, but somewhat unique. So you can always just Google me and find you know, Deb Creer, which is K-R-I-E-R. You can go to debcreer.com and find all my links there. And then we do have a special site just for the C-level folks called LinkedIn for C-Suite. And you spell out the word for, it's not the number. So LinkedIn for C-Suite.com and that will give you some resources there. Awesome, Deb. Well, this has been great. I think it's, it's great to get your mind around what LinkedIn is, why C-level people need to use it. And you have dropped some great sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we need a sound effect for that, you know, but it's going to sound like a splat, so it's not all that appetizing. Oh, Anyways, thank you again so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I really appreciate you, your time, and your insights. Thank you, and we do need to do it more than once every couple of years. Yes. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling.